What's going on? What's going on, good people? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Build Your Fort Podcast. This is your host, Lentheus Cheney. And tonight I've got a dynamic guest for us, Ms. Shamia Crawford. She is a vocal gymnastic, if you ask me. <laughs> she's a mom. She's a wife. She's out there singing and making her own lane in the music industry. So, Shamia, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's podcast. Thank you for having me. I can finally breathe. <laughs> I've been running, 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 but yeah, thank you for having me. So some downtime for myself. You always running. I mean, I know you keep it rolling. You got two young ladies in the house and you're doing your 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 business and I don't know how y'all moms do it. Listen, sometimes I don't know either, but <laughs> God, God be holding, you know, he be carrying me through the saying, you know, the footprints that say he be carrying me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just want to sit and talk with you a little bit about your journey in music, how you got to where you are. I know that as of lately, you've been blowing up on TikTok with your, your, your vocal gymnastics, as I call it, when you've been doing your parodies and your jingles. What gave you the idea to start doing jingles? Well, actually, I've always wanted to like do jingles and play some big networks and like just have my voice all over the, the world in that capacity. So I've done jingles for different businesses and radio shows and companies and stuff like that in over the years. And so I would, I literally would just kind of play around with it and put things on my story and people would laugh at it. And I kind of passively not really gave it a, a second look until I guess the what is it the amazon jingle that was literally just like sheer inspiration and i decided i wonder if somebody else is thinking the way i am like i literally just finished ordering from amazon and i'm on the internet again looking for something to buy like i needed something <laughs> so it was the, at the end of the first year of the pandemic and i was literally just like in my head and decided to sing this song that went viral so that's literally how it just pushed me into that whole room of creating parodies and singing. And I guess once you do one, you, they're waiting on the other one. So I'm always researching and always looking at stuff like memes and tweets. And if it makes me genuinely like crank up, LOL, laugh out loud, I'm going to likely sing it. So it's basically things, everyday life type of things that you go through as a mom, as a person, as a wife, as just somebody just walking around in life that you get inspired and write a jingle and you, and people really relate to it. Absolutely. Exactly. Can you, can you sing the Amazon jingle for us? <laughs> Let me think. Anybody else addicted to Amazon? Y'all gonna take all my money. I just got this box today. Now I'm back on this side looking for something. Y'all got everything. Wow. So good. <laughs> First of all, I hear it's a difference from hearing it on, on TikTok or Instagram and then to hear it face to face with you singing. And that is amazing. Thank you. I know that. And I've always known that you can sing. We've known each other. 
Jesus, it's been a while. I don't think you had children back then. It's been a it, it's been a long time. And you sang for one of my events, and everybody was just blown away. I'm so grateful that we stayed in contact all these years. But I I, I found you from a show that you were on. Was that on NBC? I believe or ABC. One of those on ABC. Mm-hmm. ABC. Okay. What was it like, you know, being on TV, singing in front of the It's what I had been dreaming of all my life. And I think the behind the scenes part is what was more stressful than actually getting on a stage because it's so much stuff you don't know. And then they don't tell you everything. So literally it's like, all right, pick a song and go to your room. So I'm sitting in a hotel, a very nice hotel at that, SLS in it, in it, um, in Los Angeles. Beautiful. Love that hotel. Listen, gorgeous. Like, I, I wouldn't want to wait any other place. So, you know, that was that was the least of my concern. Like, but it's just the fact that you're like in your head trying to figure out, okay, so look, this is my competition and this this song good enough? And then you go and you do your rehearsals with your um, vocal coach and it's stressful. It's a lot. Now, the fun stuff, of course, is get they dress you, you, you go and they like literally fit you for whatever clothes options that they think will look good for you on um, the show that you're going to be on. Because even in that, I didn't know what show I was going to be on next. So it was like, oh my God, I'm in my head all the time. So that's the part that I did not like. And then just the fact that, you know, being on TV was a dream in it in and of itself. But then having the stresses, outside stresses, behind the scenes stresses, I'm like, okay, can I just get to singing? So by the time I actually sang, I felt like I was in my pocket. Of course, I was like shaking in my boots still, but it felt so good. I remember a picture that someone took of us um, watching ourselves back before the broadcast reached the East Coast. And I was sitting there like this and smiling. And I was just like, oh my God, like that picture always, it's replays in my head all the time because I'm like, that was the moment that I realized like the dream is still not dead in you. Like you still have the ability to get exactly what you want, but just never quit. So, you know, it was a it, it was a good experience. I've kind of taken a step back from that stuff. I did do some auditioning outside of that as well. And I just kind of don't know if that's my my avenue to take to get to my ultimate goal because it's emotionally draining. And I know. Nah. I don't want to be in that place again. That's what I understand. You know, you know, your husband, Mike, and I talked a little bit about the after effects of after the show is over. If you don't have a plan, all of the uh, promotion, all of the marketing, all of the clothes, the hair, the makeup, all of that just goes away. And if you don't have a good footing on who you are as a person, Listen. yeah, that, that can devastate you. And it made me think about American Idol when it first came, you would hear some of the the stars who had fallen, like they got into trouble and stuff like that. They were, they, they got into addictions because it's a lot. It's like they give you the world and then they just take it from you. And it's like, yeah. okay, you'll be okay. Go home. And it's right. like, I'm not okay. Like, help me. And I reached out to people. And I mean, it's different. It's really different. So, you know, having the ability to pick up where I left off and just try baby steps a little bit at a time. And, and gratefully, I'm married to a producer. So he helped me at least create music. And so for me, yeah. that's an outlet by itself. So, you know, it all worked out for the most It all worked out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you come from a very religious background. Your Is it your father or your grandfather that's a preacher? 
Both of them. Both of them. So you've been singing in the church for many years, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so was it a, a challenge moving from, you know, gospel to more secular music? Absolutely. I mean, what did your family say? <laughs> well, for a long time, I, I, I did not do a lot outside of church. Like if it wasn't gospel, I was almost, I was told not to do it. And so that controlled me for a long time until I was an adult. I mean, I went to sing overseas and I sang at a club. Like I did that and I kind of, my dad gave me, gave me his approval. And I think because of the religious sheltering that I had, um, it was always about wanting to make sure my dad was represented in the best way. And so I had that, I had that standard on my life that was kind of really hard for me to break from. And so finally we had a conversation and I said, I have this opportunity and I really want to go. And so, you know, initially I pushed back because I actually was, I was dating my husband at the time. We were in the studio and the girl called and she was looking for somebody to go overseas. And she heard us. I was recording something gospel. <laughs> and she said, who? Background. And so he told her who I was and she talked to me on the phone. And so at the time he's working with a rapper and I was like, yeah, maybe the rapper can go. Mind you, I suppressed so much of what I wanted to do because of religion and just wanted to make sure I was a good daughter, if you will, that it took like maybe a second or third time. She was persistent. And I finally said, okay, I'll do it. And it was the best decision that I ever made because it was the first time I really kind of broke free um, from that, that standard, that like, that controlling like shadow over my life. Like you can't, if you do that, you're going, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. it was horrible, you know? So I got out of my own way. I, I let go of that thinking because it was like a brainwashing. I had to throw away. It was like, oh, you know, I had to literally strip off these layers and like revive myself. And so I was there for, I, I could have stayed longer, but I stayed there for like seven months. And then I came back and I got married. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there is the happy ending. I'm so glad that you're talking about this to me. I didn't know we was going to get deep like that, but I'm glad we did. I've, I've had conversations with other podcast guests where they talk about how religion had had such a hold on them and being taught that, you know, you do X, Y, Z, you're going to go to hell when we all know that God is really a loving God. So I'm glad you quote unquote, as you say, broke free and you're now ready to fly and able to fly and do all the things that you want to do. Good for you. Yes, absolutely. So, so here you are now producing music. Yeah. So Mike is producing music. You're writing music. You're singing music. You've got a new single out called coffee. What was the, the thought behind that song and why did you write it? Well, I'm always inspired in general just by being an, an influencer. I I take it I take it seriously, and I think just as a singer in general, I always look at me being responsible for what I put in people's ears. Like, I, what what are you saying? You know, I take that seriously, and I want to make sure that I mean, and every everything has its place. You know, I think you have the fun stuff, you have the dumb stuff <laughs> that where you just. I just want to feel good. I want to vibe, you know, I want to kind of live outside of myself for, for a certain time. And, and that music has its place. But as for me and what I write, 
put out into the world, I want to make sure that when a person hears me, I'm telling them something, I'm encouraging them, or I'm saying I can relate to where you are. And so I was actually on TikTok and one of the girls, oh, what was a, oh, it was a Caucasian girl that actually commented. And I say, I say that because it just amazes me the way I've been able to cross over just through social media. It's amazing to me because I'm a black girl. And a lot of times, just my, from my experience, black people gravitate to me, you know, because I can relate sonically to them, you know, sound wise. And so when I connect to, when I cross over, I just be like, oh, okay, that's dope. Like, so I get excited and it really just, it makes me appreciate the fact that I keep going, you know, it helps me to, 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 you know, be consistent. And so a girl, a Caucasian girl had, a white girl had posted, I can listen to you sing every day. <laughs> and I had this idea, her name was Tay. And I had this idea in that moment to say, it's time to get up, Tay. It's time to get started because today is going to be a good day. And a lot of times I get these great ideas for songs and I'm like, that's too good to just put out there. <laughs> Let right, me put right. this on wax. And let me like make sure it's it's covered legally so that once it takes off or where you know wherever it goes that I'm protected. Yeah. So I wanted so bad to respond to that girl's comment with that song, but I took the time to get with Mike and we actually took the time and tracked it out and I wrote it. And when I tell you that is like one of my favorite songs right now because it's the motivation behind it is more so like. You can do it. It is, it's named coffee. He actually came up with that name, but it's named coffee because it's like your, your everyday wake up. Like I'm going to listen to this song. It's going to wake me up. It's going to get me started. It's going to get me motivated to do and go after my dreams and pursue and not quit. And I even say like, even if you stop, just keep going, you know, like it's just a really, really, really strong encouragement song, a a great message to keep people like, like motivated and and help them realize like wherever you are it's going to get better regardless like it has to so just keep going yeah wow shamia you make me smile oh my gosh your energy is infectious and i'm like over here like oh yeah yeah i I mean it's i mean when this podcast does post people will probably be listening to it in the day they don't understand that we are we do we do this stuff all night it doesn't matter because you know the work has to be done, but I feel energized just talking to you. So I, one of my other favorite songs of yours was Sanctuary. Like I, that's like one of my favorites. Like I can listen to Sanctuary and just chill out. You know, you, you wrote that during a time, I think was the pandemic going on during that time. Yes, it was the first yeah. year. The first year. Yeah. So, you know, being home and, you know, I, I always look at, me and my husband as like an example of doing the work you know we come from different but similar backgrounds and then anytime you you know you're in a in a relationship with a person you're dealing with their ways and trying to make like come to one unified front on a consistent meeting <laughs> so you know you bump heads and so it made me think like there are people right now because we were in lock we were on lockdown at the time everybody was shelter in place and I was just like, you know what? I can't imagine the people who are going through hell right now. Yeah. And they, their home is not their sanctuary. Like, they cannot escape this place. They're not, they don't feel safe. They don't feel free. 
they don't feel like themselves. They don't have a way of escape. And so my heart went out to them. And so this, I pinned the song Sanctuary as like a response to that thought. Like, you know, your home is your safe haven and it should be, even if it's not like fight for it to be. Because like what other place can you be yourself than to be, you know, in your home? And I mean, you go into the world and the world is already gone. It's already built to like spit you out. <laughs> and so like how, where else do you go to find that solace? And so that's where the song came from. And I just wanted to talk about that experience that I had. And just even in my own sanctuary, how it seemed the ugly, it seemed the good of who I am and like my ups and downs. It seemed so much of me and like how much I appreciate that space. Like this is my sanctuary. Yeah. Like my house, my, this is my book. You know, my house, my book. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And that's how it made me feel. So I don't have a problem staying home. Yes. And I don't have a problem sleeping in. Right. That's the truth. <laughs> so now you are still writing songs, still putting out music, still producing music. I know that y'all are a whole mogul over there doing your thing, mad lucrative. So I take it that you are going to continue to do more jingles for more brands. Is the work coming in steadily from doing that since you started putting stuff out there? Absolutely. I get asked a lot of times about just features and those things, you know, you got to be careful what you agree to. So I turned down a lot of stuff that I'm just like, mm, I don't want my voice associated with that. So whether it's like artists asking, I get a lot of those inquiries. I'm definitely pushing for more jingles. So if you need a jingle, holla at your girl. I, I actually did one for a lady named Fanika Friend, and I did two of them in January. A lady was doing like a glam bus for girls, and then another lady has a real estate uh, company. And so I did a real estate jingle for her, and she actually had two businesses. So she had me to do two jingles for her, two different businesses. So that was so cool to do because it's like, like girl magic. Like, I love it. Like, you know, to be able to voice and be the voice and be the, I guess I'm selling a person on what they do musically to yeah. the world. So it's just yeah. a really, it's, it's, it's a personal thing for me. I enjoy doing it. I love doing it because I feel like I'm really gifted at it. And so, mm. you know, I just like to make sure that I can help people in that way. Cause it's like, I think I, I feel pretty good at this thing. <laughs> you do. You do. Well, before we go, I want to ask you, you know, we touched on a lot of things tonight. You gave us some very good inspiration. You know, one more last word of inspiration for people out there who are a little stuck or feeling confined because of what their family thinks, because of what their religion thinks. And it goes across the board, whether it's, um, you know, music, whether it's, going off to be an actor, whatever it is, so many people are feeling trapped because their parents are expecting or their family's expecting for them to do something other. What would you tell them? Success is a lonely road at times and breaking from the perspective and the, the plan for your life from others is a lonely road, but you can do it. And it's better to do it now than to wait. I promise you. Um, it's going to be tough, but you can do it. You've made it, you've made it this far on their merit, on their word and what they wanted. But it's time now to do what's best for you. Life is short. 
we only get one shot. So I want you to think about like when you look back a month from now, if you look back a year from now, where where will you want to be and how how bad do you want it? If you want it bad enough, you'll suck it up and you'll, you know, you'll rally around some people who believe in you, even if it's you. Find some mentors online, find some inspirational quotes and and speeches and speakers, like like find the things that keep you motivated and built up because sometimes you don't have anybody. Like sometimes like me coming from a religious background, like everybody was for what everybody said. Like the family was like, oh no, yeah, you don't do that. And mm. so for me, I had to find my my newfound support system. And sometimes it had to come through other sources, not necessarily yeah. friends I had at the time. But you find your people, you find the inspiration you need, and you fight. You fight to get what you want out of life because once again, you get one shot. You get one shot at this life. Now you get several tries, but keep fighting until you get exactly what you want. And I promise you, you'll be so happy with yourself and be so glad that you did. Amen. Thank you. All right. Yes, first lady. <laughs> she gave she gave us a she gave us a word, y'all. She gave us a word. I appreciate you. You I appreciate your music. I have always appreciated you and Mike for all these years. So Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule because um, I know you get ready to get off of this and do some work. I already know how you how you roll, but I, I appreciate you for taking a few moments and uh, speaking to us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's been a, a great time, so I appreciate yeah. it. Anytime. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you.